Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. Uh, I felt like God uh, was doing a lot of great things in the last two weeks of Alive. Um, if you haven't been here the last two weeks, we've been stepping into this prophetic and it's really kind of um, understanding how what, what prophecy is, what the prophetic is, what it isn't. Uh, we've been talking about prophetic ministry. Has that been good for you guys so far? Yeah, it has been good. I feel like that God is actually wanting to extend that, though. I feel like God has been wanting to extend that, though. Tonight I was going to talk about tongues, but I felt like God said, and I'm not ready to turn the page yet, Clay. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit more about prophetic, uh, the prophetic ministry. Um, but before I, before I go there, though, I felt like there was a word for somebody here, and I'm just going to share this with the whole group. You know, Ephesians 2.10 says... I'm gonna, actually, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I like the NLT version, but I got my, I got my ESV Thule here tonight. So, yeah, I call it Thule. Yeah, I stay strapped. And I don't got no slides going on for y'all tonight, too, so y'all going to have to get strapped yourself. <laughs> Ephesians 2.10, it says this, for we, are God, for we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. You know, we're a masterpiece to God. As the, the NLT and the, uh, the, a lot of other translations, we are a masterpiece to God, created for a purpose. And I feel like that there's some people here that need to really hear the, that again and again and again and again. Why? Because we need to really understand that God's, God's love for you. When I was in uh, London, not London, when I was in Nottingham, England, um, just last week actually, um, I was preaching at their church. And when I was preaching at the church, I was preaching on the love of God, just literally just the love of God. And, and I was just going in, you know, just like, hey, God loves you. And I, now, not only does he just love you, but he really loves you. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about just the love of God because it can be so cliche like, oh, Jesus loves you. Oh, okay, cool. But when that revelation really hits you, it, it's a game changer. It's game over when that revelation hits you. Because guess what, y'all? All we really want and all people really want around the world is to know that they're loved. That's all really we want, y'all, in this life is to know that, you know, people actually are out there. They care for us. They're, that They're with us. They're in our corner. They support us. But, y'all, check it out. People will fail you. People will fail you. If you ever try to get a girlfriend, a boyfriend, because you think that they're going to always give you that unconditional love, y'all, you're looking at the wrong places. Searching for love in all the wrong places. You know what I mean? You searching for love in all the wrong places, homeboy, homegirl. For real. The world's going to fail you. The only person that's not going to fail you is, is God. Why? Because God is love. 
God is love. Okay, so peep game. So I was out, out in London, right? And we're, I mean, London, why am I saying London? I love London, by the way. If you ever been, you ever go to London, check it out. The sights are beautiful. It was really cool. Um, I wish I had some pictures up of the things I saw because it was so nice. But I was in Nottingham and I was preaching. And, I, and when I was there, this guy comes to me shaking and crying. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? You know, you know, a lot of people would come to me and talk to me. But this one in particular, short, shorter dude, um, and, and he, he kind of was like, come up to you. He just started crying and weeping. And he was like, yo, Clay, this was good. I, I've never experienced God like this before. I've never experienced God this powerful before when it comes to the love. I, I, I want to know about this God. I came here as an atheist. I came here as an atheist, Clay, and I, I came here to mock and to ridicule. I came here just because my girlfriend came, and I was just going to sit back and just stare and judge. I was prepared to just stare and judge and to condemn, but you spoke that message. I never heard a message like that before, and it ain't about me. It's about God speaking through me, okay? Uh, let's kill all that. It's not about me. It's about God in me, okay? Okay, but, but, but he's like, but that message you spoke, Clay, it was spoke to me, man. And I've never heard a message like that before. I never heard love like that before. And something is different. And I grabbed that man, went head to head with him. And I said, come here, in Jesus' name, I pray that you amplify that love even more, Lord. That that love just permeate his soul even more. That he know, that he know, that he know that there is a love out there that's searching for him. In Jesus' name, he is marked, y'all. He's marked. I don't think he's going to be an atheist anymore after that. <laughs> after that, there were Muslims that came, man. There were, there were people who just came, just were there, who just came. People on the streets. Oh, there was a guy on the street. So we were at this, this they call this fish and chip bar. They call it a chippy on the streets. He's like, yo, let me go to the chippy. What's the chippy? It was really late. It was like 12 o'clock at night. And we were looking for, you know, to get fed because, you know, your boy was hungry. They just poured out and all, all night and everything. So we were going to the chip, fish and chip bar. And, you know, it's, it's a big thing out there. Anyway. We're out there, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking, we finally find one, and I go out there with my man Scott McNamara and I, he's another evangelist, he travels the world, he's, he's got this thing called Jesus at the Door, dope ministry, dope dude, I love my man, he's like a brother from another mother, and we were out there, we were doing our thing and <clears throat> buying our food, and, um, and the next thing you know, some people walk in, and like they walking in, and they're going to be up in here serving, getting food, waiting with us. You know what I'm saying? So what do we do? We're going to talk to him about Jesus. What do you mean what are we going to do? We're going to talk to him about, about the Lord. So we're talking to him. And, and there's, these, there's these people, and two people gave their life to Jesus. But one person in particular was watching the whole time. And he was kind of like, yeah, I actually go to Trent Vineyard. And I'm like, bro, what? You go to Trent Vineyard, the vineyard that we were speaking at? And he's like, yeah, I haven't been for a while. And I'm like, man, dude, I, I would love for you to come back. This Sunday, in fact, if you want to come back, come through. And he's like, yeah, all right, I'll think about it. He left. I didn't think he's going to come back. That man came back that Sunday. They have two services, two services in the morning and one in the evening, or three services, three, two in the morning, one in the evening. And the evening service was, was popping off, and, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, um, we're doing ministry, and this guy is killed over crying. Tall dude. He's killed over crying. I'm like, yo. Who is that? So I went to go pray for him. I, I placed my hand on his stomach. I'm like, more, Lord, more, Lord. You know what I do, you know? You know, more, Lord, more, Lord. You know, fill him up, fill him up. And he's like, ah! And the guy that looked at the guy that was praying with me, 
He's like, hey, bro, that's the guy, that's the guy from the chippy. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? That's him. And I started getting hype and everything. And he's like, I was like, more, Lord, more, Lord. And I'm prophesying over him. I'm blessing him. I mean, you know, I'm encouraging him and everything. And he's like, ah, you know, cry like a baby, snotting all, dripping and everything. And, uh, man, uh, I looked at him later on. I, got, I made a video with him. Because, I mean, I just wanted to show Scott because we prayed for him that night and he came back to church and he said, everything you guys said was spot on. And my friend, he couldn't stop talking about you guys after he, he met you. Why? Because the love of God. The love of God, man, it's, 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 it's a game changer. When you get the revelation of God, when you get the, 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 the all inspiration of God just permeate your heart, hit you, hit you, in a way that you just are undone. It's, it's, it's game over. Anyways, this dude was like, Clay, man, from now on, I, I think I know who I am, and I'm going to be pressing into that. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to go after that. And I'm like, yes, let's go. And I was just calling it out. I'm calling his destiny out. I'm calling out who he is, who he is, and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, you're going to make me cry again. This is, what, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I go, I don't go after. I want to go after it. And I'm like, go after it. Go, and don't let anybody tell you to slow down. Keep going. And I'm telling that same thing to every one of you here. Ephesians 2.10, for you, we, everybody here, we are his workmanship. We are a masterpiece to God, created in Christ for good works, meaning we have to know who we are in Christ, knowing who we are, our identity in Christ, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, meaning to do the good works that God has called us to do. If we understand who we are in Christ, that we are a masterpiece to God, we're going to continue to walk in the destiny that God set for us. And I believe that God has some destinies that he wants to release today. I believe that God is saying that there are some things on people's hearts that I've placed there before the foundation, foundation of the world. And that you, you have permission to go after it. You have permission to seize it today. But I want to go back to my main point that God, God is love, y'all. You know, we, we can't be searching for love in all the wrong places because God is the main source of the love. That's why Paul, he, he says, and what, what, what verse am I at right here? In 1 John, there we go, 1 John 4, 7 through 12, ESV, it reads this. If you want to turn there, click there, um, or if you want to just jot it down, it says this, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves, excuse me, whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. I'm going to keep reading. I'm going, I'm going in. Anyone who does not love does not know God because, check it out, God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world. Now he's preaching, okay? so that we may have life through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that 
he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Propitiation is a big fancy theological term that basically means kind of like a God basically stood in as us. He became sin. He became man. And now because of that, we get all the benefits of what he has done for us. Because of what God has done for us, we get to live eternally with him without sin. Come on. He's a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. Why? Because God is love. Guys, his love will never run dry. His love will never be exhausted. His love will never go away. His love will never spoil nor fade. His love will be forever there. It's limitless. It's an endless resource, if you want to look at it like that. It's an endless thing. It's an endless substance. God will continue to pour out his love. That's why Paul says in Ephesians 3.14, if you want to turn there, click there, Ephesians 3.14. Yes, I'm going a few different places right now, but this is good. It says this, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father. Paul, Paul is saying, listen, guys, for this reason, I get down on my knees. I'm bowing my knees to pray to God, to let y'all, to, to, to pray for you, to intercede for you. What? What's he wanting to intercede for us? The following verse, I'm going to skip because he says a whole bunch of things. Read the prayer. It's an amazing prayer. But in verse 17, he says this, that you being rooted and grounded in Love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Guys, what what is he praying? What's he saying? He's basically saying, hey, I'm getting down to my knees. I'm going to pray to God that you get this. What is it that he wants us to get? That he gets that we understand the breadth, the length, the height, the depth of the love God has for us. It's incomprehensible to understand the love of God. He's saying, I want you all to just understand just a fraction of that truth, just to understand that he, you know that you know that you know that the love is going nowhere. And there's nothing, he says in Romans 8, there's no condemnation in God's love and there's no separation in his love if you're in his love. In Romans 8, he starts out, no condemnation. He ends off, there's no separation. The whole chapter is about the love of God. That's what he wants us to get, that God is love. And in him, if we are in him, then we are going to love. And, that, and, and, and as a result thereof, we're going to understand that we're a masterpiece. We're going to understand that we are a workmanship. We're going to understand that we are, our identity in him is, 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 is amazing. It's amazing. And that we can love others as a result. And we don't have to go searching around the world for love because we can go to him. We don't have to go searching to any any anywhere anywhere to 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 know 
body, no uh, circumstance, no money is going to bring you love. Everything is, you know, in this, in this day and age right now, we're in a season right now where we're stepping into holidays, right? And holidays is known for a lot of great things, right? Family, you know, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Who, who, is anybody here ready for Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Who, you know, get ready to get that turkey going on, you know? I don't know if you guys do turkey or turducken, turducken or... I was trying to put the Brits on the turducken. They were like, turducken? Yeah, turkey, duck, and chicken. I'm like, oh, that's a thing there? I'm like, yeah, a little bit. Um... There's, there's all kinds of things going on. You know, the cranberry sauce. Don't nobody put no cranberry sauce on my table. Listen. <laughs> Give me some of that cranberry wine and you, then you're okay. <laughs> oh, now I'm playing. Um, so, but, you know, Thanksgiving's coming around the corner. Christmas is this following. I can't believe it's almost Christmas already. This is crazy. Time is going by stupid fast, um, and, you know, here we are in the holiday season once again, and I'm excited. And holidays, what's known for family, right. for, for relaxation, for chilling, holiday, you know, and for doing, you know, great things with people that you love, you know, exchanging gifts, thanksgiving, being grateful, expressing your thanks to other people, and that's awesome. In fact, I have a little thing about thanks that I shared in the newsletter, but I'm just going to say right now, when it comes to thanks, the... Um, the failure to express gratitude communicates ingratitude. So think about that, okay? Think about that when we were thanking people. Failure to communicate gratitude communicates ingratitude. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm not talking about just the people either. I'm talking about to God as well. To God as well. I'm not, you know, like what can you, be, what can you be expressing to God? Thanks. What kind of thanks can you express to God? What kind of gratitude can you express to God? So anyways, Thanksgiving is coming around the corner. But you know what? There's a lot of things that the holidays are known for, great things. But there's a lot of things that the holidays are known for that's not so great, right? Because suicide rates go up. Depression goes up. Anxieties go up. You know, people look around at Facebook and, and social media, and they're seeing other people having a great time, seeing pictures on Insta, and you know what? They don't got those pictures. They don't got that life. You know what? It, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and I hear so many people every year, it never fails, people spiraling out of control when it comes to suicide, spiraling out of control when it comes to depression. It's, it's, it's crazy. But I really felt God say, that we need the body to rise up to be the body of Christ, to give body-to-body -body prophecy and give body-to-body -body ministry and to love one another. And, 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 and it's now, tis the season to be jolly, but tis the season for the love of God to come through more than ever. It's that it, we, we've got, and, and, I, and I believe that God says, I want to encounter my kids during the season. And as you are encountered by God, it's going to prompt, prompt you and provoke you to, to love other people as well, to look around and see who else you can be loving, who else you can be including. So it's, it's a season where we should be inviting people to do things, stepping out of our comfort zone. Oh, but I'm going to look foolish, so... Because guess what? The world, all the world wants to do is be loved. All the world wants us to be loved. When they find out that you are including them, then that's, that's amazing. So 
Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas time, um, I believe God wants to wants to press in to body to body ministry and and in prophecy. And what I mean by that, when I say body to body, um, we're the bride of Christ. If you are in Christ, then you have joined the bride of Christ, and the bride of Christ is one body. The body basically has different members and different functions within the body. And the body, you know, so if like, you're a brother and sister in Christ, I'm, if I bless you with a prophetic word or if I bless you with any ministry, we're doing the body-to-body ministry. You know, we're just basically the bride of Christ. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. And so that's what I mean by that. It's, some weird, it's, it's sometimes a weird phrase. Uh, it, it, it sounds like a weird phrase, but you'll get used to that um, the longer you step into this thing. So, you know, the body always does ministry to one another. And I believe today what we want to do is we want to step into some prophetic ministry. Uh, I want to step into some prophetic ministry today because I believe that there's some people here who can, who need to encounter God, one. You're looking to encounter God, but I believe that more importantly, God wants to encounter his kids. All right? God wants to encounter his kids. And so I want to basically just step in and just say, okay, we're just going to go ahead and create space for God to do his thing and to speak and for whatever else God wants to do because I really don't have much of an agenda up here right now other than I'm just talking and sharing, sharing my heart. I remember when I, remember when, um, when I was in, um, when I gave my life to Jesus, came to Christ, and I was in this church that believed in the gifts and the stuff. This prophet came. And the prophet came to the church and, you know, it was a big deal because everybody wanted to come. It was the evening session. Everybody wanted to come in the church to actually hear this prophet speak because he was going to prophesy over people. And I had no idea what the, that meant. I had no idea the, the weight, the gravity of that evening. Uh, anyways, the first night I saw this guy, he would bring, they were, there would be couples go up to the stage and everybody would watch and listen. And he would give a prophetic word for about 10 to like 15 minutes maybe, maybe longer, maybe shorter. And I was blown away. I was like, wow, that is awesome. But I want to get picked. <laughs> but more couples will go up, more couples will go up. And I'm like, man, I'm feeling left out right now, you know? And there was a teaching that I had uh, that I remember, uh, which was when someone else is getting a prophetic word and that's out there, it's been released, and you're mad because it didn't go to you, then you're probably not going to receive that word. But... If you are blessing that word and yesing and amening that word upon that person and saying, I receive that too, that blessing will come to you. So when you're doing prophetic ministry, if you don't get called out, you don't get selected, picked, that doesn't mean, oh, forget that person. I forget them. Well, sure. Well, God's going to be like, well, you know, that's a poor attitude. You know, you're probably not going to get blessed. But if you were like, yes and amen, yes and I received that too, boom, that prophetic work, it might as well just went to you too. Does that make sense? So I learned that, you know what I'm saying? And so anyways, the first night I didn't get called up, and I'm, I went up to this dude, Clem Ferris, and I was like, yo, Clem, you got a word for me? You know? And he's like, well, did the pastor say that I can give you a word? Because it was crazy. It was the way, that, the way they did it. It was like I, I would have probably done a little different if I was him, but... That was the way it was. And, you know, the pastor had to authorize the prophet to give a word to anybody. So I was like, well, no, he didn't, but come, <laughs> come on, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we just you and me here, bro. You know? He's like, nah, nah, I can't do it. Come back tomorrow. You want to come back tomorrow? I'm like, sure, sure, if you give me a word. You know what I mean? 
Then on the, the senior pastor came up to me and said, hey, Clay, yeah, hey, I didn't know you were here tonight. Why don't you come back tomorrow and bring your wife? And I'm like, I'm there. I'm there. You know what I'm saying? So the next day, I brought my wife, and he called us up, and we were like, ah, yes. We're going up, and he gave us a powerful word, and that word we stewarded. We stewarded that word, nursed that word like a baby, raised that thing up, typed, typed it out, prayed over it, prayed into it. Lord, yes and amen to it. This thing changed my life. That word, man, I was like, yes, I got a word from the Lord, man. Like what? This is so good. I was on cloud nine, man. I was like, I'm, we're going to move now. We're going to do this. And they're like, no, we're not. We're going to do nothing but just chill. God was like, you're going to do nothing but just chill. But a lot of those words that he spoke that day came to fruition and is, is still coming even more to fruition, even more, even more, even more. The next year, he came again, and Pastor uh, Randy came up to me again. He said, hey, Clay, last year he gave you a really good word. I want to make sure that that word was, like, actually, uh, you know, was, was confirmed. So where's your wife? Are you guys going to be here tomorrow? I was like, oh, we're going to get called again? There were people in the church there that didn't never get called up for five years, y'all. Here I am going up possibly a second time. And we've only been there two years. And so anyways, I bring, her, I bring Regina, and we get called up again. Gave us another word. Again, steward that thing. You know, nursed it. We've got to steward the word, especially if you receive it with the expectation you receive it. And it's a good word. If it's not a good word, then you can jettison it. But if it's a good word, it makes sense to you, yeah, take that to the heart and steward it. Fast forward, I see that word spontaneously combusting in my life, you know, just spontaneously this blowing up in major ways. And I remember going to a, a conference Robbie Dawkins was speaking at. Fast forward to like more vineyard style ministry where it's more free to give words because again, all sons and daughters prophesy. All sons and daughters are empowered to prophesy, for real. Not just the man of God, not just the woman of God, not just the people up here, but you. Everyone is equipped to do this stuff. I'm going to prove that tonight. Well, anyways, Robbie Dawkins, he was um, delivering some ministry, and he, he saw me. He said, hey, you over there. He didn't know me well. You know, now that's my boy. But he, he, he was like, you over there. Stand up. Yeah, you, yeah. He said, hey, I, I sense this. I see that you're going to bring unity to the church. I sense this and that. And all the words he spoke was words that I've heard before from Clem Ferris and words that I've heard from other people. And I was just, just crying. He said, do you have a son, by the way? Yeah, I see your son doing ministry alongside you. He was talking about a sigh at the time. He was like five years old at the time. He's like, I see him doing ministry alongside you and this and that. Oh, I lost it. Like, I lost it. I'm like, ah. Like that kid, at, you know, the chip from the chippy. Nah. People like laying hands on me and everything. And I'm like, oh, yes and amen. Yes and amen. Robbie Dawkins, keep going. Keep going. That was amazing. And I learned that prophetic ministry doesn't have to be just like this Loctite thing that it can only be released that the pastor says to be released. It can be released whenever. It can be released whenever. 
Now, I'm not speaking bad on the church I grew up. That, that I love that church. I, I will go back there, and I, I honor all that. But what I am saying is that there is a releasing that should be happening, guys. And I, and I want that release to be here and, and alive as well, too. We are a ministry, not a visitation, not of a Loctite ministry, not a ministry that happens from the men and women of God only. We're a ministry of habitation, where we're going to go after it as sons and daughters of God. We're a ministry of habitation where it's okay to prophesy. And if you get it wrong, you get it wrong because, you know what, we've got to learn how to go ahead and wield the sword at some point. We've got to learn. We don't come out the woodwork, William Wallace, and then, <laughs> You know what I mean? Big old heavy sword. Some of y'all probably can't even pick it up because you've never done it before. That's, you know what I mean? That's fine. I want, to, I want this to be a ministry where we can practice, where we can actually pick up the sword and just, you know, get awkward with it a little bit, you know? And, and then, yeah, bang, God, this is a heavy sword. Let me get the baby version real quick, you know? Let me get the little dagger, you know what I mean? Dagger on him. You know, dagger. Cloak and dagger on him. Let me, let, me get the, let me get the little ones. And then work my way up to the bigger ones. And that's okay, you know? Because the word of God is like a sword. The word of God is like a sword. That's this, that's this, that's just real talk. And every time you speak, you have the power of life and death in your tongue. When you speak things out to existence, you can create destinies. So be careful how you speak over your life. Be careful what you say about yourself. Okay? So I'm gonna have some people come up here. Um, Mariah, I felt like you had a word today. Come on, come on up here, please. Um, I want I'll, I want Allie to come up here too, because Allie did last time. Um, and and Jake, come up here, please. Uh, now these are these guys had no idea I was going to call their names, so their 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 heartbeat just raised like <laughs> times ten. But that's okay, because if you're not walking in the destiny, if you, if you are not walking in the destiny and what God has called you to do, then you're probably comfortable. The righteous walk by faith. You can bring that. You, the righteous walk by faith. And when you walk by faith, it's a terrifying thing. You don't know what's going to happen. And I want to live, I want this ministry to live in such a way that we, if we're walking by faith, then if God don't show up, then we look stupid. Right? That's what habitation really means, right? We're, we're just saying, if God don't show up, we're just going to look dumb. And we don't care because it's just it's fine. I feel like there's somebody here right now that has like a lot of pressure that's been building up in their classes, and you've actually, before you've came in here, and I know that's a lot of people, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of get more specific, okay? So bear with me. Um, but but there's, been, there's been a thought that you've had where you've actually wanted to give up and quit. In fact, you wanted to quit, like, like you had thoughts about, like, should I even return to school to pursue the thing that I actually I wanted to pursue before? And this is what, like, really getting hard. And in fact, this person, the same person, is the person going through relational problems right now as well, too, where you have friends that have actually been, like, um, almost kind of uh, 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 abandoned you if, you, if you will, kind of like turned their back on you and you kind of feel abandoned, not only by like the, the workload, but you feel abandoned by your friends and almost kind of like you're getting a lot of different like, like, like attacks from all kinds of levels. Who is that? Raise your hand if that's you. Okay, stand up for me, bro. What's your name? 
John, I feel like, John, God has said to you that those lies that the enemy has tried to throw your way, like fiery darts coming at you, have actually pierced you in certain ways. And like kind of there's been chinks in your armor and your armor has actually been like, like, like growing weary of all the warfare and there's been darts that have been getting through and it's been creating a lot of pain. But those fiery darts are lies and those lies from the enemies are trying to disguise, stop, or stymie the call of God on your life that God has called for you, John. I feel like, John, you have been called to do miraculous things. You have been called to pioneer and pioneering is rough. It sucks, but it's rough. Why is it rough? Because you are literally going against the grain all by yourself. And it is, it is crazy. I believe you are called to be a first-generation champion in your family. I feel like you are called to be a first-generation champion in your, in your vicinity, in your ju- jurisdiction. I believe your family, I don't know if your parents have a college education. I don't know. But I, I feel like you have actually been the person to bear the weight of your family, to be uh, successful. Not that you got to bear the weight of your family's like load, but you are going to do the thing God called you to do. And when God calls you to it, you're going to work through it. And I believe that God's qualified you. He's called you for a purpose. He's qualified you to do the work that you've been called to do. And it's not a family thing, even though, the, even though there's a lot of weight there, but the family will try to, try to put pressure on you. But every time the family tries to put pressure on you, all you got to do is to say, God, you took that, right? You took that, right? God got it all. That's not coming to you. It's coming to God because God's actually going to push you through the things that he's called you to do. Does that make sense, bro? Man, Father, I just bless my brother John. Our Father, I thank you, Father, for my brother John. Yeah. Leadership, Lord, bring it to him. Father God, give him a, a tough skin, soft heart, Lord. Give him what leaders, like level five leaders need. Tough skin, soft heart, Lord. I pray, Father God, that the prayers of his family come to fruition, the prayers uh, uh, of heavens, even, even in the heavenly realm, they come to a maturation in, a, in, in, in an accelerated manner, in an accelerated fashion, Lord. That when he is looking around at the obstacles and the pitfalls and the snares and the mountains, that he get excited because God's going to do the miraculous through him. Because he trusts in God. So may his voice be amplified above all in Jesus' name. Give it up for John, y'all. Give it up for John. Amen. Amen. Mariah, what you got, girl? Okay. Um, it's going to be fun. So tonight I was sitting in my chair and I turned around and I saw Jamie walk in. And I've never met her before. But she stood out to me and I was like, oh, I'm going to go say hi. So I said hi, and then um, I got a picture for you during worship, and basically it was you were running into the throne room, like sprinting into the throne room, and there were things that were trying to distract you along the way, um, 
yeah, like just different things like relationships and friendships and different things that were trying to slow you down, but I saw you taking off running, and then people followed you because of that. They saw you running, and they took off behind you. But then I saw a picture of the father running back toward you, mm. and it looked like, it sounds funny, but it looked like a golden retriever that had just, like, seen his owner for the first time in like years almost like his owner was like coming back from war hadn't seen him for a while and it was like this slow motion picture of a golden retriever and that's like the father running toward you and when you think of a golden retriever they have such a heart for people and such just like caring and I saw like the father's heart toward you um in that picture so yeah which one was that which one's Jamie back there wow how that how that how'd you take that is it good Wow. Praise the Lord. Give it up. Give it up for Jamie. So let's, let's, lift, let's, um, let's like, lift a hand up for Jamie and uh, let's bless with her. Hey, uh, can you bless her uh, with that word, Mariah? Yeah. Yeah, Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, I just pray that Jamie would encounter you in a new way mm-hmm. and that the distractions that um, are coming in her life that the enemy's trying to put in her way yeah. that would just be gone in Jesus' name. Yeah. That o- The only thing that she would see was your face. She would feel your love in a new way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I just speak against any um, fear of not being good enough and not being um, worthy enough for the kingdom or for the throne room even, that he wants you in his throne room. Oh. And so we just bless that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God, y'all. Praise the Lord. Good job. Good job. Go ahead, Allie. What you got, girl? Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. I don't know you. What's your name? Yeah. You. Sierra. Sierra. Okay. Hi. Um, so I got a word for you a while ago. Um, and do you, have, do you have family? Do you have siblings? Do you have two younger sisters? Okay. Gotcha. Confirmation word. Um, okay. So um, I just felt like, um, I don't know, your glasses like really like provoked me in a way. Um, I just felt like um, your vision of God is like when you don't have your glasses on. And I think God's inviting you into a season of putting on the glasses of the spirit and seeing God how he actually is um, and diving into the character of who God is. Um, and I also just felt like there's a lot of weight. I don't know necessarily what that is, but there might be some chains um, that God wants to break off of your life. Um, and that's going to happen by knowing the character of who God is. Um, and so I think he's inviting you into a season of um, learning the love of God, kind of what Clay was talking about. Um, but you won't know that God loves you until you know who God is. Um, and so I just um, invite you into like diving into scripture um, and learning about the character of God, um, that he's all loving and all caring, and, and he sees you, too. I, I got that from your glasses. Like, like you're not unseen, and he sees you, and you're important. And I think that your destiny in the kingdom um, will be significant when you learn about the character of God and the love that he has for you. Um, your destiny is unseen by God, and... Um, you're not just going to go through this life like a feather in the wind. Um, I think that you're going to be kind of a, like a like a forefront, like a, someone who really takes forth, and people are going to look up to you, even your future family. I feel like right now you need to be contending for your future family um, by stepping into the 
the now and, and wow. everything. So wow, yeah, so good, so good. Y'all, let's like, let's extend a hand. Extend a hand, Allie. You want to bless that yeah. word real quick? Yeah, God, we just thank you for her heart tonight, for her heart that she came here with, an open heart, God. Yeah. I just uh, pray over her um, time with you alone, God. I just pray that your character and your personality, God, and who you are just comes in a wave of revelation to her right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just pray the love of God penetrates every cell in her body, every nerve in her head, God, that she doesn't go a day without knowing yes. that you're in love with her and you're pursuing her and that she's seen and heard. Yeah. And that she's important in the kingdom. And I break off any chains of depression, any chains of anxiety that's been holding her back from knowing who you are, God. Hmm. Yeah, God, just fill her up tenfold tonight. Bam. Hmm. More, Lord. Yeah, Lord, just bless her through the rest of the semester, God. Hmm. Amen. 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 Good stuff. Allie, way to go, girl. Go ahead, Jake. What you got, bro? Hello. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just got a, I got a couple. They'll be quick. Um, just do one. Just one? Yeah. All right, cool. We'll do one. All right. Now I got to pick and choose. All right. Um, no, I'll just go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, what's your name? Yeah, you. Sorry, what? Elsie. Elsie. Elsie or Kelsey? Elsie. With an E? And an L-S-I-E? Kind of? All right, cool. All right, awesome. Well, like, as I was scanning the crowd, you were really highlighted to me. Like, the Spirit, like, like the Holy Spirit is just, like, just highlighting you. Like, you're just bright. Anyways, if there's someone else sees that, that's awesome. But, okay. Yeah, God. Um, I saw a picture for you, um, and I saw a bottle of sunscreen, and I didn't get what it meant at first. And I started to ask God, what's that mean? And I felt like what it means is that there's been some stuff in your life that you've gone through, and I don't know what it is, but there's just stuff. And, like, you've walked through these things, and, like, I just saw this bottle of sunscreen. I asked God, what does this mean? And he said, like, you know, and he said, like, his son, Jesus, has, like, lavished his love over you, and it has been screening you, like a screen of protection from these things that have been trying to come at you, whether they be words that have, might have tried to tear you down and stuff like that. Um, but then also, I got this intense feeling of, like, hunger. And there's a hunger that God is going to birth inside you mm. to just search after more of, like, the gifts of the Spirit. Like, whether that be in healing or prophecy. Like, you've had questions about that. Like, is this really real? Can I walk in this? Am I good enough for that? And God says yes. And you're going to start to, like, God's going to reveal, like, the mysteries of his heart to you. The Holy Spirit's going to do that. And so... Yeah, like you just had this hunger, and because you're hungry, people around you and your friend group are going to become hungry. Because there's not been a single time that I've gone to Chipotle, like, full, and someone else has been hungry. It makes me hungry because of your hunger for Christ inside you and for your willingness to walk out in this, like, almost uncomfortable way. Like, you're just going to spark something. So does that all make sense to you? Yeah? Awesome. All right, let's bless that. Well, let's yeah, bless let's that. Pray. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Holy Spirit, thank you. Um, would you just seal that on her heart um yeah just and just increase that hunger increase that willingness and a courage and a boldness to step into that even if it's uncomfortable god you gave us a comforter for a reason right so jesus has come fill her up with comfort joy and courage yeah Yeah. bless that
Amen, y'all. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to right now just let you know that these three people that just gave prophetic words did not know that they would be giving the words. So they didn't have a chance to just think about this the whole time. They just like, you know, God speaks. He loves loving you. He loves encountering you. But he also loves doing that through other sons and daughters. It's called body-to-body ministry. We, we, we have instruments, y'all. We're designed to speak. We're designed to prophesy. We're designed to press in in that way, and that's totally okay. Let's all stand. Father, I thank you and bless you for this family. I bless you for what you are doing today. We bless your holy name. We say yes and amen. And we, we thank you, Father, for the communion, the, 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 the ability to do community and unity with you, Lord God. We thank you for the communion. And we, we don't take that lightly. Or we worship in your presence and celebrate what you have done in us, through us, for us, on behalf of us. In every way, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we pray that this has helped stir and awaken you to live alive to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. Thank you.